0: Want to leave my old life behind You're listening to the Create What You Speak podcast. My intention is to change the lives of one million women, one podcast at a time. Now let's get started. Thunder, feel the thunder My name is Sloan Fremont and today I'm going to talk to you about conformity. Don't tell me this is all for nothing I can only tell you one thing. On the nights you feel outnumbered, baby, I'll be out there somewhere. Welcome to another week of the Create What You Speak podcast. My name is Sloan Fremont and I'm the host. If you're new, welcome to the show. I'm excited that you're here. This week, we're going to talk about conformity. And I was wondering as I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about this week, have, have any of you ever felt like you didn't fit in? Like you didn't conform to somebody else's ideal of how you should look or act or be or what you should do? I know I definitely have. And if I had to guess, I'd say most of you listening have felt the same in your life. So that's the topic I want to explore this week, conformity, or better yet, the act of not conforming. When I looked up the definition, the general theme was this, that conformity is a behavior in accordance with socially accepted conventions or standards. But as I was looking through this and I was reading different definitions, I thought it was interesting when I saw a reference to archaic abidance by, like abiding by some rule that even though we know it's outdated, we still do it. And that made me stop and think, I wondered how often do we do that today? So I got the idea for the show this week um, when I went to a talk last week by Elizabeth Gilbert, and you may remember her from one of her more famous books called Eat, Pray, Love, and there was a movie about it and Julia Roberts starred in it. Um, she's written many other books, and one of my favorites by her is called Big Magic, and I. Th- pretty sure I've talked about that on here before but I know I've mentioned her because this is my second time seeing her and and anyway this talk was to promote her new book City of Girls which I'll get to in a minute and this show isn't about that book but there's some concepts from that and there's some some examples that I wanted to share with you this week so that's why I'm bringing it up so her talk it sparked a lot of a lot of thoughts for me and a lot of like in my mind, I'm thinking of making all these comments. and My brain is moving so fast. And as soon as I got home from the, from it, I actually sat down and typed out all my notes. So I didn't forget anything because it was like, my brain was going like a hundred miles an hour. Um, but the theme that kept coming up during this talk was conformity or lack of really, and how you don't have to conform to be successful. And in fact, many people who don't conform end up are the ones that are really successful. And I'm actually like, I didn't really even want to go to this talk. Like It was raining that day, and I was just like, ugh, it'd be much easier to stay home. But I felt really called to go, and I'm glad I did. And, you know, have you ever felt like that? Like where there's maybe like some invisible force pulling you somewhere? You know, it's like that's how I felt about this, and I'm really glad I went. So let's get into today's show and talk about the concept of conformity. So I wanted to give you a really quick background on the book um, that that was the main focus of this talk with Elizabeth Gilbert, because these, the book and what she talked about had some examples of conformity and how I wanted to, um, and what I wanted to talk to you about this week. So, her book is called City of Girls, and she talks about, in the book, it's, in what her talk about was that, um, she was exploring this concept of shame and sexuality with women, and she dated it back to the 1940s. And so as she was telling us the story of how the book came about, she was talking about the research she did around New York, and, you know, to really understand how things were back then. So like the history, like how the buildings, like money, like what was worth what back then, and just really how life was back in the 1940s. And she talked about interviewing women who were now in their nineties or you know, a hundred who lived in New York back then in the nineteen forties. And these were women who were not conforming back then, right? These were like showgirls or like women who did things that were considered risque back then. And she asked one of these women and I forget her first name, but her last name was Amigo. and <laughs> So I couldn't forget that last name. Um, but she asked her, do you regret not getting married and having children? And the woman was like, are you kidding me? Like, why would I want to fuck the same guy for 60 years? And of course, everyone was laughing at that. And this woman, this Amigo woman, whose first name I've forgotten, and I wish I could remember, but she was talking about her relationships with men. And, and really her policy back then was, that, you know, they could come or they could go, and she really never got too attached to them. And she shared this one particular story where she met this Texas oil man, like it seems like every story involves a Texas oil man. I don't know why it's like enhances the story or something, but she in this story, this amigo woman like has met this Texas oil man one night when they were out and they had this grace, great night together, right? They went out, they went dancing and all this stuff. And she went back with him to his, his hotel and they had their night together. Right. And the next day he left before she did. And he left a big stack of twenties on the bed next to her um, because he thought she was a prostitute and she wasn't, she was just out like enjoying her night with him, right? Like this is just normally what she liked to do. And she thought it was funny that he thought she was a prostitute and left the money and she didn't take offense to it. And so that next morning she got up and, you know, she went and, ate at the hotel restaurant, and went to the department store that was nearby, I guess, and she picked out this really nice silk tie for this man, and she bought it with her own money. And she brought it back to the hotel, and she left it on the bed next to the stack of 20s with a note that said she had a wonderful time with this man, and she hoped she could see him the next time he was in town. So I got to thinking about that because even in this day and age, something like that is still considered taboo, right? Like how many times, you know, of a girl who goes home with a man and even if she's having fun, like she gets labeled a slut or a whore or whatever. And everybody talks about her and this girl is left to feel shameful and mad or, you know, bad about what she did, even if they were both enjoying it, both consenting and both having a good time. And obviously I did not live back in the 1940s, but I would have to guess that doing something like that would be Off the charts, insane of things that a woman did not do, right? Like this was not conforming by for women for a woman by anyone's standards back then. But this woman didn't really seem to care as she was recalling the story. And and I don't know, I don't know if it's age that brought that out in her, or you know, as this story is being retold, right? Because obviously I wasn't there, but as this story is being retold though by Elizabeth, I mean, it's this woman sounds like she has like no regrets, like she's like. Like, that, it was wonderful. She loved her life. And, again, so I don't know if that's age. I don't know if that's how this woman always was. I don't know if she really never cared back then. But I found that to be somewhat fascinating. And as a side note, like, something else that came up, like, as I was um, in the middle of um, when I was thinking about the show. So I've been watching this show called The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on amazon and maybe you've seen that or heard of it but it's it's a show where it's also set somewhere around that time frame like i think i don't know this one may be more closer to the 50s or 60s but the show definitely portrays women in such a like like to me like restricted or it's, it's just so odd for me to try to fathom how women were treated back then um but, so the show, it, it's, it's, <laughs> and for me, it's actually pretty enraging because, and I get really annoyed with it so much that I have to turn it off. But it's, I mean, it's basically the story about a woman who wants to become a comedian and goes through, like, it's going through her life at that time and, and she's going through a divorce and it's the stigma of being like, you know, a young woman and, you know, late twenties, early thirties getting divorced and she has two kids. And so there's stigma around that there's stigma around being a woman back then and what a woman did and didn't do. And then the stigma around definitely becoming a woman comedian. Right. And there is this one particular scene where she gets arrested and she's before the judge and she has this outburst. that's basically like, this is bullshit. And everybody's like, Oh my God. Like they just can't believe it. And then she has to go back and apologize to the judge later to basically say that, you know, it, the reason she did that was because she's a woman and her emotions got in the way, and um, she was sorry. But what what could he expect? Because she's only a woman, right? And so both of these two things, like set in that, like hearing a story from this woman who was, um, you know, a showgirl back in the nineteen forties who did not conform, and then watching this show where there's, you know, again from that time frame, a woman who was sort of conforming, but really not conforming. And when she didn't conform, she got in trouble and she felt bad. And so she went back to conforming again. Like that, that both of those, um, examples are, again, to me, it's just, it's enraging on the one hand, but it's also like so odd and so hard for me to like try to understand that because things are just so different now, obviously. (laughs) Um, all right. So let's go back to the book, the city of girls, um, by Elizabeth Gilbert and this topic of conformity. So, I'm not going to give the book away. I haven't read it all. i've I've got started on it. But the summary that she gave us is that the book is is telling a story of not conforming and and doing things that were considered taboo back then. and in some ways, still today, right? And she talks a lot about like sex and shame and different things like that. But it's doing those things that people think will will ruin your life, it will ruin your life. But in the end, you don't, it doesn't ruin your life, right? Like it's, it's actually, you know, there's some thriving and surviving in all of that, in spite of what it looks like to other people or what other people think you should be doing. And so as Elizabeth is telling this story and she's talking about the interviews and she talks, you know, about this Amigo woman and how, um, you know, this woman's family held this, choice that she made about living this lifestyle of a showgirl. They held it against her all of her life. Like they wouldn't, they thought it was so bad and so terrible. They refused to see her and talk to her and. Still, like, even when she was older, like, through life, they still refused to acknowledge her and what she, you know, and accept her for who she was. And, but in spite of that, she went on to live this amazing life that she loved. Like, she was absolutely happy with her choices. And as I heard Elizabeth telling the story in, in almost this, like, celebratory way of not conforming, right? Like, it was like somebody was actually bringing to attention that you don't have to conform and it's okay. I felt like this light bulb went off inside of me. like, And there was like some instant relief for me. Like, like in her story, there was something identified inside of me that I didn't really know was weighing me down. But as she told and talked about this, it hit me. I was like, wow, oh my God. Like I had been using being single and not conforming by being married and having kids as some terrible thing. Like some terrible thing, even though the kid part for sure I didn't want, but the being not being married At this point in my life, like, like this heaviness, like that weighed on me, like, right, like weighed me down because I was so worried what other people thought of me And when in reality, like, it's really the opposite. If I really and truly think about it, it's the opposite for me. Like, it's not a bad thing. It's this open and freeing and expansive thing, because that means anything is possible in my life, right? Like, I've set myself up in such a way that anything is possible. And I think this idea of conforming like like we all feel like we have to be doing the same thing on the same timeline you know it's it's bullshit and and we all know that right but when we fall into that and believe it it's like we're holding ourselves to some ideal that isn't meant for us and and then we start feeling guilty about something that there really isn't anything to be guilty about and we feel the shame over something that there's nothing to be ashamed of and that's what opened up for me at least when I was listening to this talk on conform really it wasn't called that but that's really what she was talking about was not conforming and, it, and I really hadn't realized how heavy it was weighing on me and how much subconsciously I was like buying into that or I was punishing myself or I was feeling bad over something that there's nothing to feel bad over and I think you know we say a lot that we don't care what others think at least I do or that others opinions don't matter but you know, I think deep down, for a lot of us, they do, whether we want to admit that or believe it or not. I, at least for me, it, it does. And I think that we just need to understand that on this idea of conformity, that you know, the things that we don't like can really still exist, right? Like <laughs> the things that we don't like in this world, that we don't like in this world, they really still can exist, and it's okay. Like things we don't like or agree with. They still have a place in this world. So this goes for all of us, right? Like, like people can have different opinions or preferences on complete opposites, opposite ends of the spectrum. And guess what? Both ends of that spectrum can exist and both can be right for different people. And so, you know, I think we, we, we know this, but I don't think we often remember it when it comes to ourselves. And so when I'm talking about this, this is what I'm coming from is this place of like, Um, self, mm, like it's the beating ourselves up because we don't feel like we conform and we forget that, in our nonconformity it's still okay like we can still be okay and we live in this highly individualized world where anything is possible for any of us at any given time but many of us go through life and we waste so much time and so much energy on trying to make one thing the right way right like one thing like i have to be um go to school and get this degree or i'm a failure or i have to be married by this age or i'm a failure i have to have kids or i'm a failure or i have to have this job or i'm a failure and just trying to make the one thing the right way. And I, you know, if there is only one way and that, that one way is right and true. Right. And that's it. Like there's a line in this a line in the sand that's done. I, I think a lot of us come from that perspective about ourselves and that just isn't true. Like what is right for me isn't going to be right for you. And what's right for you isn't going to be right for the next person. And guess what? That is fine. That's okay. The world can and will still continue to exist. I just think that, you know, in order to help ourselves on this topic of feeling like we have to do things one way we have to get, I. we just have to get away from that idea that, that that's true, that there's only one way and that that's the right and perfect way. And if we don't do it that way, then we're wrong or bad. And or that there's something wrong with you. Right. I, I just, that's just not true. And not only is that not true, but the way that's working for you now can change over time. Right. Like one, something might be right for you now, but it may not be right for you next week and that's okay. And I just, you know, I think on this, we just get in this, it has to be one way and that's the right way. And what I'm getting at here is that's just not true. There's so, so, so many possibilities for all of us and there's no need to conform. And if you didn't know it before now, you're free to expand expanding bro as often and as long as you want. <laughs> So, all right. So how do we get out of that mindset that we have to conform to what everybody wants us to do or what we think everyone wants us to do? So, you know, obviously there's a lot of ways we could do this. And in the sake of time, I'm just going to go over what I feel like the biggest one that has worked for me. And that is to mind my own business and stay in my own lane. Like when I think about that, like minding my own business and staying in my own lane is it takes so much like nonsense out of the things that we think about and the things that we think we have to think about and the things that we think we have to do. Um Because w- when we stop having opinions of others or think that we need to interject our opinion, opinions on others, um, we set ourselves up for a lot of Again, nonsense maybe would be the word because really what others are doing have nothing to do with you. So opinions, ways of life, all of it can differ and everyone can have and be and do whatever they want to do and no one else has to like it, but that doesn't make them wrong or bad, right? When we mind our own business and we stay in our own lane, we start to Focus on only ourselves and on what we can control about ourselves. And that's really all we can do is control ourselves, our thoughts, how we, what we think about, and from there, our actions. And when you start to think of things this way and look at the world in that way, I think you'll start to notice, at least I did, how often you were silently judging others. <laughs> I mean, I know in my own life I saw this and when I started to catch myself, like judging someone, like, why are they doing that? Or why would anyone in the world want to do this? Or, you know, what other judgment I would throw out upon someone else? If I stopped and I would say to myself, wait a minute, wait a minute, this can exist in the world and I don't have to like it, right? Like this can exist in the world and I don't have to like it. And that's okay. And there's some freedom in that, right? Because like we, it takes the the burden off us. Like we have some action or we have something to do about it. We have, there's something that we need to do about it because we don't, right? Like, and, and then I would notice like, like when I started doing that, like my mood would shift, like I, I, and I could relax and let go because really in the end, what someone else is doing, as long as they aren't hurting me, it really doesn't matter. And what I used to do, I would catch myself, like, I would catch myself usually way too late. But what I would used to do, you know, I'd be like, I don't like that. Why would anyone do that? That's so dumb. That's so bad. That's so stupid. That's so ugly. And before I knew it, my thoughts would like take off and I would spend, you know, 30 minutes having this domino effect of being pissed off about something that really had nothing to do with me and was really none of my business. And then I would be in a bad mood as a result of it. And then that domino effect would start where other things would be pissing me off. And then I'm sliding downhill into this vibration and energy. I don't want to be in. And I'm like, why? <laughs> like, why am I doing this? It has nothing to do with me. So can you relate to that? Like, have you ever done that in your own life? I mean, it's it's really, it's one of those autopilot things I felt like, at least for me, like it would start and then it would just, you know, just start going down the hill and I didn't like it. And so um, that's how I dug myself out of it was I would just stop worrying about what other people were doing so much. Right. And I would just mind my own business and stay in my own lane. So I walked away from that talk, that lecture that Elizabeth gave with a few new perspectives. And here's some things I wanted to share with you. I don't have to conform. You don't have to conform. No one has to conform and that's still okay. And I didn't even know I was trying to conform until I went into this talk. And then after hearing that, I was like, oh, yeah, wait a minute. I was punishing myself for something I didn't have. And I was looking at it as a bad thing instead of seeing the other side of the equation and letting letting it open me up, like be expansive and like really, really understand that anything is possible. So I wonder, are you doing the same in some area of your life? Like, are you trying to conform where you don't need to, or are you sacrificing what makes you happy so you can fit in or, or the perception of fitting in? Because I think that's big too. Our perception when it comes to conforming also plays a big part in this. And hearing these examples and stories of nonconformity lighten my load for something I didn't know was so heavy for me. And I hope this episode does the same for you. Like I hope it lightens the load for you or and opens up your own percep- your own perception on maybe something that's happening in your own life that's been weighing you down. Because I didn't really realize it was weighing me down. And yet, here it is another layer I peeled away of, of something that helped me to feel better. And that's been the theme over the past uh, two. This will be week three on the show where I've been talking about just peeling away different layers of things that made me feel better. And, you know, things can exist and I don't have to like them. That doesn't make them wrong or bad. It just means I have a choice not to look at it and not to pay attention to. So, as long as it's not You know, hurting me or someone else, you know, I don't have to look at it. I don't even have to like it, but it can still exist. And the same goes for you. And I think also two opposite ends of something, you know, can they can both be right. Like people can have opposite opinions and both people can be right. And that's the kind of world we live in one where both sides are right and really anything is possible. So what I'd like you to walk away from with this episode is knowing that if you're feeling bad because you're not conforming to someone else's ideal or even your own ideal, because I think that's, you know, our own ideals that we have about ourselves probably are worse than what we think other people have for us, but... I want to tell you that it's okay, right? I don't need to give you permission not to conform, but if some of you are waiting on that, here's your permission. You don't have to conform. It's okay. (laughs) But if you find you're making, if you find that you're making yourself feel bad because you're not conforming, can you look at the other side of it and of whatever that is for you and see it, that it's not a bad thing? See that there are some positives in your situation. Can you look at all those opportunities you do have because you're not conforming and see those as the positive? And there was something, this question series that Elizabeth talked about during her lecture that I thought was interesting. and wanted to share that with you. So it's often that we, she was explaining this as it's often we ask, ask ourselves or ask the universe or whatever is like, why is this happening? Why is this happening to me from this place of like agony or pain? And then we can start to evolve to this, like shifting to more of a question. Like, why is this happening to me? Hmm. Like, let's explore this a little more. And then eventually we move to this like almost excited place to like, this gets to happen to me, right? Like I get to have these experiences. Like I get to, to live this life and have these things happen and explore them and move through them and, um, you know, in my own life, right? And I found it really interesting as I look back on this in my own life. Like no one has ever made me feel bad for not conforming. I, I, I was really kind of surprised as I was thinking back of that, like nobody has really, when I was younger, I feel like they did, but not so much as I've gotten older, yeah, probably in the past 10 years, like no one has ever made me feel bad for not conforming. It's all in my head. It's all been my own perception, the stories I've made up and the stories that I've told myself that I think others are thinking, but I don't have any proof of that. Like, I have none. Like, this has all been in my head. This has all been my own perception. And so that's why I say that's when, that's an an important part of this is the perception that we have for ourselves because stories matter, right? Like, the stories matter. And we've talked about this so many times on the show when I did an episode on this called stories, but what we tell ourselves matters. And I don't want you to forget that. So that was a really fun and interesting night with Elizabeth Gilbert. And I'm like I said, I'm really glad I went that I went and I've recently started reading her book in city of girls. and, And this is not a plug for the book. I don't care one way or another about it. You don't even have to read the book, but the book is what sparked this, the topic for this week. and, I think anytime you have the opportunity to go somewhere and experience something different, like I did with this talk, like that's not something I would normally do. Um, but it helps to give you a new perspective or it, it, it takes you, um, it gives you just a new way to look of, look at how, you know, things, I don't know, like it gives you a way to, it gives you a new perspective or a new, way of looking at what's going on in your life that may surprise you. I guess that's what I'm trying to say here that you might find that you walk away with exactly what you needed in that moment, even though maybe you didn't know you needed You needed it. And that's what I felt like happened after I listened to her talk. So that's it for this week. I'll do a quick show recap. I'll talk about the songs I chose and then close us out. So we started the show with the talk I went to by Elizabeth Gilbert. She's an author and famously known for her book, Eat, Pray, Love. And her talk this time was to promote her new book, City of Girls. And a big part of this conversation was about nonconformity. She said she wanted to write a book where essentially the main character did not conform, but was still able to live a happy and successful life. And all kinds of topics came up, but like sex and shame were a pretty big part of this. And... It got me thinking about non, about conformity or really non-conformity in my own life and how I've let my perceived opinions or my stories of what I thought others thought about me being single and no kids weigh me down. And until I heard her talk, I didn't really realize that was going on, but it really helped me to see the other side of my own situation, like to see the good end of it, It, see the good. And instead of seeing it as bad or wrong or something I've done wrong, like I could see it as just as what it is. It's good for me. It's open for me. It, It makes me expansive. It feels good to me because I know anything is possible. And I wanted to talk about that on this week's show because I think a lot of us struggle with this feeling that we need to conform. And I'm here to tell you that you don't. You don't need to feel bad. You don't need to conform to anything in this world that doesn't make you happy. And you don't need my per- permission for that. You've had it all along. But sometimes I think it's a, it's helpful when someone reminds us of that. And so, you know, you're you and you get to be you. And you get to live your life as you see fit, no matter what anyone tells you. And reality check. If you're like me, maybe no one has even told you or said anything about not non-conforming. Maybe you just made it all up. And so I wanted to talk about that this week because it really helped me. So I hope it helps you too. All right. So songs I chose this week, intro song outnumbered by Dermot Kennedy. This is a new one he just came out with. Um, Some of my favorite lines in the song. Don't tell me this is all for nothing. I can only tell you one thing on the nights you feel outnumbered, baby, I'll be out there somewhere. And then there's a verse that goes like this. I could have showed you all the scars of the start, but that was always the most difficult part. See, I'm in love with how your soul's a mix of chaos and art and how you never try to keep them apart. I wrote some words down. I wrote some words and then stared at my feet, became a, became a coward when I needed to speak. I love that. I, I wrote some words and then I stared at my feet, became a coward when I needed to speak. Like how many times have we done that? Like, in, you know, I know I've done that in my own life. And I, I really, that's something I really try not to do. I really try to speak honestly and, um, you know, from a place of love and not hold anything back. So I really like that song. I love him. You know, I love him. I talk about him a lot on here. Um, Outnumbered by Dermot Kennedy outro song is Oh Eleanor by forest gospel choir. Uh, this is a local Nashville band. And I just love the feel of the chorus of the song when they say, Oh, Eleanor, um, they are playing it live on the green. We have coming up this August in Nashville. Uh, it's awesome free show. They do, they used to do it every Thursday in August and then labor day weekend. And for some reason it's only two weekends this year in August and then labor day weekend still, but still an awesome time. If you're ever in town, Totally go to that. Uh, it's, it's just a, it's a, to, that's a, like a not, I would say that's a, that's a real Nashville thing. I would call that a real Nashville thing. All right. So that's it this week on the topic of conformity. I would really love to know your thoughts and what you think about this. How have you not conformed in your life and saw success? I would love to hear you hear from you. So email me Sloan Fremont. Ah, what is the deal? Email me Sloan Fremont at gmail.com. Visit my website, SloanFremont.com, or you can find me on Instagram at Sloan Fremont. And if you like the podcast, please remember to subscribe, rate and review it in iTunes so more people can find me. Abracadabra. Now go forth and create what you speak. Oh,